When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. Dr. Rachel McLaughlin is a professor of immunology at TCD. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. Is Dr. Glyn Rice? This is great news, but let's not run before we can walk. He's 100% right. From a scientist's perspective, it's fantastic news. I mean, it's, it's, it's very exciting to see the results of the, the interim analysis from these two trials the last two weeks in a row now. Have, it's very exciting from a scientist's perspective, but we've a long way to go to translate that to actual rollout of an effective vaccine to billions of people globally. So cautious optimism is where we need to be. Let's start at the very start. When Moderna and Pfizer say that our vaccine is 90% effective or it's 94% effective, what do they mean? Right. So both companies have not completed their clinical trials. So that's the first thing. We need to wait until the trials are completed. What they've done is released interim analysis. So they're allowed to do that when they get to a certain point of cases. And in both of the studies, they're very comparable. They both have reached 90, I think the, the, the Pfizer was 90 cases and the Moderna was 95 cases of the virus, okay? So they've looked with Moderna, they've looked at 95 people who've gotten COVID-19 and of those, 94.5% of them, so the majority, didn't get the vaccine. So they're looking at the number Sorry, of people who've gotten COVID. They didn't get the vaccine or they didn't get COVID? Sorry, sorry. They, they got COVID, but they didn't get the vaccine. They right. only got the control. Ah, so yeah. maybe, means, maybe bring it back to, to brass tacks, uh, Rachel, for, for our listeners. When yeah. you're testing something, like you have something in a test tube uh, or, a, or a syringe and you're testing it, explain what control groups yeah. and placebos yeah. and all that are. Sure, sure, sure. So in this vaccine trial, people go into the trial and they're split into two groups. Half people get the vaccine and half the people get what's known as a placebo, so a saline solution. So they don't get the vaccine. And then they wait and see who gets the disease. And in these studies, when 95 95 people got COVID, they then looked at those 95 people and said, were they the people, how many of those got the vaccine and how many of them got the saline solution? And 94% of those who got COVID got the saline solution. In other words, they didn't get the vaccine. So that means that the majority of people who got the vaccine didn't get the disease. Okay. So that's why they're very excited. And that's why they're able to quote these numbers, that the vaccine is 94.5% effective. Now, there's a caveat there. This is only 95 people with COVID. As the numbers of people increase in the study, that 95% efficacy may drop. 
but it's a very high starting point to be at. So even if it drops down by a couple of percentages, it's still very effective. It still looks mm. like it's a very effective vaccine. So again, effectively breaking this down into, you know, mm-hmm. John and Mary soap type English. So you take two, you take two groups, we'll say of a yep. hundred people. Yep. Y- you give one group a hundred of 100 people the vaccine you give another group of 100 people a saline solution you don't tell anyone who's getting what and then you infect them all with COVID-19 no No? then you wait and see who gets COVID so in these studies they actually they gave they recruited 30,000 people so 30,000 people were enrolled split into two groups 15,000 were given the vaccine 15,000 were given the saline and then they were sent out it is a big sample, and that's why this is, this is you know, encouraging data. And then those people were sent out into the world about their business. And we, they waited to see who got COVID. And when they got to the point that there were 95 cases of COVID, they then got an independent monitoring, data monitoring company in to look at those 95 people and see what proportion of them got the vaccine. And it turns out that only... Um, a tiny number of people who got the disease had the vaccine. The majority of people didn't get the vaccine. That's that's brilliant science. And and is it the same methodology used for both Moderna and exactly. Pfizer? Right. Okay. So this is so the caution comes from. If I'd have been talking to you last week, I would have said to you, you know, it's very exciting, but it's an interim analysis. The study is not fully complete. There's an awful lot more data needs to be gathered before we can really take. Um, take anything too much from this however we're now a week later we have a completely independent company don't forget these are two separate companies doing their own vaccine trials separately and the data coming out of the two studies is very comparable so scientifically that is gives you a lot of confidence there's still a long way to go but the fact that it's the same level of um efficacy or effectiveness with two different vaccines in trials run separately by two different companies, we have to start being pretty, you know, And did they both use, use big samples like that? They did. So the Pfizer, comp- the Pfizer study was 44,000 and the Moderna study was 30,000. Wow. So comparable, large numbers of people. But again, while those numbers do sound large and, and they are encouraging it's a drop in the ocean compared to the entire global sure population. It is. Sure it know. is, yeah. So yeah. that's where the caution needs to, needs to come in. Do they then analyse in whom it worked? Like, you know, as in yeah. of the people for whom it worked, do they analyse the, who's the best possible recipient for this vaccine? So that's the next layer of complexity for this. So the information that we're receiving from the Moderna study has given us a little bit more information than Pfizer did last week. And the Moderna study said that um, they actually revealed that 11 of these people who got the COVID, uh, who got COVID in this group, had severe COVID. So that's encouraging that they were also looking at not just people who got the disease, but they were also looking at people who got severe disease. And these 11 individuals who got severe COVID, none of those had received the vaccine. So again, implying that the vaccine has the potential to protect against the more severe forms of the disease. So you see, this is what these trials now need to do. They need to dissect further into who are the, you know, what level of... Do they test ethnicities like black and Asian and minorities? 
do. They do. Exactly. And again, we have information from the Moderna study that they had, I think it was 20% of their cases were in um, ethnic minorities. So again, mm-hmm. that's also encouraging that there seems to be, it's looking like it's, it's effective there. And people who are overweight and that kind of thing. Well, that's what we need to look at. No data yet on that. The Moderna yes. study also had 15 cases in the older adults, so over 65. So again, encouraging, because that was the big question. You know, when we get the first vaccine to market, we don't know if it's going to be effective in all populations. And we still don't know that answer. Yes. But again, in the interim analysis, encouraging um, encouraging indications from Moderna. But we need more data and we need... Um, longer time to look at the studies because of course none of these studies yet tell us how long these vaccines are going to work for and i suppose only time will give us that answer and this is the unfortunate thing people want those answers but nothing you're right only time we have to wait the only way we'll know how long the people are protected for is by simply following them up and the the pharma companies are doing that everyone in this trial is going to be followed for at least two years Okay. So with time, we'll have significant, you know, more data on the effectiveness of these vaccines. Now, looking at the technology involved, this is a thing called mRNA. Mm-hmm. Now, we know what RNA is. It's part of your, our genetic makeup. What's mRNA and how does it work? So it's the, the M stands for messenger. So messenger RNA, is, it's basically what happens with these, vi- with these vaccines is they deliver a piece of the virus genetic material to the the body's cells and our own body the machinery in our own body for making proteins reads this genetic information and actually produces the viral protein so the viral spike protein people might have heard of the spike protein that's the bit of the virus that allows it to attach to our cells when we see the cartoon of the ball with the little hooks on it that's exactly it is that where the is that where it attacks that's, so the little spiky bits that come out of the virus, those things that stick out of the virus, yeah. they're the bits that stick to our cells in our respiratory tract and allow it to attach and infect us. So what these, these vaccines are doing is targeting those spike proteins, so targeting those little spiky bits that allow the virus to attach. And if you can block that attachment, then you block the virus gotcha. from getting into your cells and making you sick. So the, what these vaccines do, so what all vaccines do, is expose your immune system to a little bit of the virus to allow your immune system to respond, and then your immune system generates the antibodies and the memory cells that it needs to then protect itself if it sees the actual virus. And the, the, the novel thing about these new vaccines is instead of exposing your immune system to a dead virus or a bit of a virus, yeah. it's just giving your body the genetic information to allow it to make the viral protein itself. So it's turning your body into a little viral protein making factory. Rachel, this, this is something that was 20 years ago was science fiction. A hundred percent. And it's, it's, it's not even 20 years ago, less Ten, eight years ago, um, it was it, you know this was in it, in its infancy, and you see this. Some people might be concerned about how have, how have we been able to get effective vaccines so quickly? We I was about to ask you that question because right. pe- people are nervous that something yeah. the, the, the last major vaccine we had to develop. People have been quoting say HIV. We're twenty five years. We don't have a vaccine. No. It took years to get a polio vaccine. Years to get a smallpox vaccine. We've done this in in twelve months. And what worry or less? And what worries people is is it too fast? 
Yes, and so that is a, a valid concern that people may have. But what's, what we need to know about, what people need to know about this is this technology has been developed over the last 10 years. So the company, BioNTech, which was the biotech company in Germany that partnered with Pfizer, they had this technology and they were using this technology to develop actually cancer, anti-cancer vaccines. And when COVID emerged earlier, coronavirus COVID-2 emerged earlier this year, they then turned their attention to it. So the fact that there had been years of research in the vaccine development sector and in basic biomedical research into viral infections meant that scientists had the tools and the knowledge ready to apply to the SARS-CoV-2 virus when it emerged. Right. And that highlights how important it is, you know, that we do basic research and that we're ready to react when these things happen. And then, of course, we've never seen anything like this, such a global concerted effort yes. focused on one disease. Yeah. Every, like scientists all over the globe, all working on it. And it shows you what an effort like that can achieve. The, 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 knowledge, so. the knowledge that's out there is, is just phenomenal. And just a question on the, the messenger RNA. Is it that mm-hmm. when, I'm, when I'm vaccinated with this, that my body learns from it to produce my own my own, my own are to damage the the, 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 the virus is that no. it no so what happens is what you need is your what your immune system cells need is your immune cells need to see a bit of the virus and your options then are either introduce a bit of the virus to your body to allow your immune cells to see it or in this case introduce the genetic information from the virus that allows your body to make the virus protein that the immune cells then just see. So the kind of concept of what it's doing to your immune system is the same as what all vaccines do. It educates your immune system and allows it to remember it. But the new bit is that instead of introducing a bit of the virus, you're just introducing a bit of the genetic material. Right. So... No virus goes into anyone's body, so that should alleviate, you know, concerns okay. people might have okay. about and your body reacts too. chemically then to what's what's put and, in. And so, make well, yeah. the virus. I know you're you're short for time, but just one one more question, and yeah. then, this is very exciting news. It is fascinating science. Personally, as someone who who loves the science, I could stay here talking to you all day. But <laughs> how realistically, Rachel? How quickly yeah. before I can roll up the sleeve of my shirt? So this is the big question now with this whole process. First of all, we need an effective vaccine and a safe vaccine. And that's the priority for everyone. And that's what the trials are doing now. And the next step is that safety data needs to be released from these trials. And the FDA are going to look at that and make the decision about granting approval for these vaccines. Second is the logistics. How do we get these vaccines produced in enough numbers and rolled out across the globe to access enough people and you know the governments are in 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 discussions now about securing vaccines for each individual country ireland is part of the eu will get their allocation through the deals that the eu makes so so, you know so that's that's happening and then there has going to be lots of discussions who's going to get the vaccines first and there are obviously ethical and discussions that have to be had around that it's likely although we don't know for sure but it's likely that healthcare workers will be the first group of people that will have access to the virus so it's going to be take some time before the virus is rolled out globally across the entire community so mm. we're going to have to be patient and then the biggest thing i just wanted to mention before i finish the big challenge that's coming our way is vaccine hesitancy Yes. So we have to convince people to take this vaccine. 
So once it's available and once we figure out the logistics, it's only going to work if people actually take it. And so that's going to be the next challenge is convincing Because you're going to have a huge anti-vax bandwagon here. Well, I wouldn't even go as far as that. I would say genuinely and, and fairly rightly so, a lot of people might be hesitant they might not be anti-vax. They might just have some concerns. And we need to make sure that we educate and alleviate the fears that people have and that are genuine. Okay. Um, and so information and disseminating the information to people and reassuring people well, that the vaccine is safe will be very important. Well, to be fair, the last 10 to 12 minutes that you've, ex- you've explained the science so well and so clearly, if we can have more of that, I think we'll have cues to get it in their well, arms. Let's hope so. All right. Listen, Let's Rachel, so. thank you so much. And we may catch up again uh, as, as this develops because it's a fascinating science. That's Dr. Thank you. That's Dr. Rachel McLaughlin. She's professor of immunology at TCD. Corks 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.